0: What up, man? Sit down. I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, man, I'm taking that cowboy hat. Right? Loving
1: that? Loving that, man. You look like a like a blue cowboy. Right? Strap in. Strap in. Yeah, you're not doing a good job at your job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, you yeah. need your momma's permission. Man, this is the Battle it's Podcast. The Battle Podcast. Podcast. Hey, hey, nice.
2: hey, not everybody can pull it off.
1: Now your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host,
2: Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yeah, what up, Ray?
1: Fritzy. What old Jobo cops?
3: The Jobo cop. Everyone relax. I'm
1: oh, right here. Bro, here we he go. made it again. Boy, I'll tell you what, this is back-to-back <laughs> no back episodes with a Jobo I cop. You gotta get some kind of epic intro. Well, for that. praise Jesus. <laughs> I, I tell
2: you what, him and him and Mike keep him I know. The boys, they're like, swapping, yeah. they're, Man they're swapping vacations.
3: We, I don't know
1: what's going on we, over here. We got a thing like a timeshare, yeah. podcast timeshare over here. <laughs> I mean, Mike gets it is. for two weeks. Yeah. Joe gets it for two weeks. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> it's like a divorce. <laughs> Who's got the kids today? <laughs> Joe, so we got anything going on on our social media? I know we didn't talk about that. In everything's last going really good. Everything's going really <laughs> good. Yeah, like everything's that. good. <laughs> everything's great. <laughs> no, we actually did. Joebo, some- here we go.
3: Oh, thanks. Wow, I got all that. Look at you guys. Wow. Um, uh, we got a really cool follow this week uh, from Robert Hamilton. Now he's actually a friend of mine over <laughs> in Minnesota. Have you got friends? I in cool. places. Minnesota. Uh, all right, Minnesota. 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 Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. He's up there.
0: Stealing my red He's Right road. up there, in
3: Minnesota. Uh, but uh, it's really cool because he, um, he he's he's followed a couple of things that I do, and he is he's a he's a good Christian guy, and it's just really cool to see him connect with me in another platform here on the Battle Podcast. I want to say a huge shout out to him, and uh, you guys can find us over on Instagram, and we are also on Facebook at the Battle Podcast, and uh, we are uh, we're we're pumping out material pretty pretty good pretty regularly there, but uh, I just want to let you guys know. Please email Fritz the Battle Podcast.
1: I mean, we've been Gmail. talking about this for a year now. Have you, know. Have you got uh, anybody? Yeah. Has anybody emailed you stuff, Mikey? I,
0: the no. main is like, well, the mainer stole to, the emails, so oh, I can't he? even get into it.
1: I do set was up when you set out that text. You're like, hey, how do I? Who's got the password? I'm like, was, oh, shit, The main is not again. Off. I couldn't. I do tell, Oh, I could tell. Mainer
0: stole everything from me.
1: <laughs> it's funny when you sent a text. I could, I could feel your, your, your overtone when you texted. I'm like, oh, Fritz he's pissed. Somebody's locked him out again. So, so you're saying this is Mainer's fault? Yeah
0: to go in and see no emails.
1: Yeah.
3: Personally. Personally. Well, you're probably just going to see a bunch he's probably of stuff like hearing up. aids, probably doctoring them up. ED, email <laughs> ads. And, you know, this is typical crap you don't want to see in I, your inbox. What's that, you, ADP? Or that you, something,
1: yeah, something like that. You ought to be proud of the beta there, Ray. Oh, yeah. What's he's that? taking a taking a chapter out of your book. Uh-oh. You know where he's been? Oh, yeah. I know where he's been. Oh, boy, at Monster, monster madness. Monster yeah. madness. Monster trucks.
2: Big
0: Green trucks. Green
1: Big trucks. Yeah, that's he's over shit. The, main, the Mainers redneck us. Oh, yeah. He told me, he said, man, tell Ray, I'm going to redneck and eyes." <laughs> that actually kind of <laughs> sounded like that commercial
3: that's yeah. on the radio.
1: Monster <laughs> trucks. Monster, monster, yes. Johnny, hold my beer. He's watch like, this. I'm going to like, the like, truck he's show. He's talking about pictures. He's talking about videos. Please keep your clothes on. Oh my gosh! This <laughs> is BG 13. You know you what know I'm saying? They say
3: big tires. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Man, never seen that much rubber. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, he's, he's talking about the, the rubber meeting the dirt road over there. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need room. those yeah. poor school buses <laughs> getting all pummeled. <laughs> the little crash up derbies <laughs> over there. <laughs> I don't um, know that old hole he's got in the front of his car. He might as well stick his down in the derby while he's out there. Man. Joke brought Take to you by JoboCop. You're welcome. i will be here all night. Monster Jan. <laughs> <laughs> big, big, big. But you know, tires, he's he's tires, red tires, tires, He's red I'm right. proud of him, man. I'm proud of him. He's trying
2: like hell, ain't he? Hey, you know, you can tell your daughter that uh, the neighbor's got some more baby deers over there. Oh geez, here we
1: oh, go. Yeah. Guy would have fattening up. I'll never forget that, man. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> <The> guys <laughs> over there sending pictures of a little baby. Oh, look at the little baby deer. Meanwhile, he's fattening him up so people can shoot him.
2: Yeah, he had to, <laughs> I mean he had to crush his daughter's dreams. I, on that had, one. I
1: had to tell her and the wife like, look at Ray over there loving on the deer. I'm like, what? <laughs> that redneck son of a bitch is over there trying to fatten up deer to kill him. That's all he's trying to Full do. Full money, the hey, crusher. Don't forget me when you get hey, some venison. I oh, yeah, yeah, try no to worries, keep it no
3: real. I have a pound of that right. ground venison, please. But hey, I'm finally, up. I'm finally getting the barn
2: done too. I saw that. Ray, man, what's happening yeah. to you? You all right, dude? I'm 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 a little little feverish, but it's okay. I'm,
1: I'm getting, getting worried right. about you. I mean, you're actually <laughs> trying to get shit done. I don't I know, know what's going crazy. on with you. you. Got
2: the cupola. Up. I mean, dang. You got some concrete going down. Well, with that
1: schedule you got, where you work two, maybe three days a week. I mean, you can bang stuff up. Concrete down. That's
2: right. Don't hate the player, hate the game, man. Uh-huh. Firm but yeah,
1: foundation. That's
2: it, some firm foundation. You're finally yeah.
1: going to get some dirt on them shit kickers, oh, huh, yeah. You're finally going to get some dirt on them. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Though. Uh-huh.
2: It'll, it'll brush off.
1: He's the only guy I know to wear his shit kickers out to date night, dude, because they're so clean, you know what I mean? That ain't comfortable. <laughs> what are you wearing? i got my good boots on, man. That's those it. are your only boots, guy. What are you talking about? I thought those were work I boots. Some up. I spruce them up. Is that your steel toe boots?
3: baby. Okay.
1: I always wear steel toes. I always oh. wear
2: hard toes. You never know, you never know when you guys stick your foot in someone's ass. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I ain't oh, seen him yeah. in the cutoff for well, a jean shorts. And, uh, all these stories about boots and shorts, I ain't seen Jack. Um, I think it, I think it's a myth. Oh, you the seen, hard
3: toe terror of boots Claremont. And and boots and shorts. And <laughs> boots and shorts. and
2: Boots and shorts. You saw some pictures and you freaked out and said, nope, oh God, never yeah, again. Right, you
1: did do that, never didn't you? Never again. I mean, it looked like, <laughs> <laughs> looked like a grown ass eight year old, right? <laughs> I mean them legs yeah. them legs and them red hairs look like red hot mayonnaise. Oh, red oh, hot man. mayonnaise. Nipples. They look rusty, right? Oh man. Oh, God help us all, brother. I never ah, knew legs good. could rust. I mean, at least we know the hair in your legs is still red. <laughs> hey, wow. You gotta get you gotta get what you, you gotta take what you get. Oh jingle jangle, old Chris Jingle, jangle, over jingle. Over
2: here. I want
3: to be, a
1: yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy all, wants all, to be a dentist. All he wants for Christmas is some just for men for that New beer oh team. man maybe Let's think about that yeah no I've don't do it you no, got Andy no, disappointed no. you came to the house and told you you're gonna die that sucker I did she didn't realize you were dying at white I was grabbing I was grabbing straws <laughs> oh, trying to wow. see oh.
2: <laughs> that's
1: Thank you, yeah, thank you, Fritz.
3: It's, it's you, Fritz. platinum,
1: hey. Platinum. Fritz platinum. is on my side now. Oh, uh, Fritz ain't on with you. Fritz ain't rolling with you. He's not kicking a man while he's down. You over there making fun of Fritzy about a month ago? I, talking seen, about his salt and pepper he's got going. Well, I'm on. I'm seeing more salt than pepper. was not he dogging on your age a while ago? Boots and shorts and boots, shorts, boots and shorts. <laughs> Monster jam. <laughs> uh, that's it's one cute. tough. That's one tough mutter. <laughs> boots and and boots and one tough mutter. <laughs> I see what you did. May- to mutter, mutter, Mudder, mutter. Yeah. Oh, that. Chip, Maynard, mutter. Oh, good boy. Maynard
2: here. Oh, Maynard here. Maynard. Maynard.
1: Maynard ain't here. That's the problem. You, you should have showed up because we're coming to get you, no, boy. But you know where he's at? Monster yeah. yeah. <laughs> boots and shorts and boots and shorts. And boots and shorts. I'm sorry, guys. I just have a to way too much. Oh, fun. my
2: monster, Lord. Monster. Oh, my Lord. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about what you leaning on. What you
1: leaning on. It was, well, obviously, a fence post, post on, over your house. Oh, yeah. Well, we know you're leaning been on lean- that new you, table that, that Johnny's constructed. Been, yeah, right he's been there. leaning on that damn uh, cupola for about six months, wasn't he? Uh, a little longer now. <laughs> 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 that damn pole barn. Hey, bar cupola. The hey, barn that was supposed to have uh, you know walls on it has been called a pool, uh, pole barn now for about a year and a, <laughs> and a half. Up, <laughs> concrete down. Oh, yep.
2: man. Hey, patience is a virtue, my uh-huh. friend. You gotta have patience, right? Especially when you got friends in low places who are helping you out yeah. with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you you can't rush a redneck. You, no, man. you can't do it, dude. You can't rush I a redneck. No you good. ain't kidding, bro.
1: You ain't kidding. I don't know. You throw him an extra six. An extra what? Oh six, six pack. pack. Oh six. <laughs> yeah. Oh sixer, baby. You'll get you a lot of work out of redneck for a six pack. I'll you tell you right kidding. now.
2: You ain't lying. You ain't kidding. I mean, you buy him some name brand shit. He'll out. work all
1: day. He'll yeah, work yeah. all day. For One, thing big, do that One thing you don't do is get him
2: a twelve pack because that shit will never get done. Oh yeah. You give him a twelve pack. He goes <laughs> breaking. He goes to lunch to and never comes back. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Six will get him working. Twelve, it's the end of the day. Done. That's it. Throw in the beer thirty, baby. Beer thirty. So what are we leaning on? What's
1: our problem? That's a damn good question. What are we leaning on? Bill Withers.
3: Lean on me. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, here oh, we I'm go. I'm sorry. Bringing
3: you're not strong,
1: don't don't encourage. <laughs> don't him. don't do that. Don't no, encourage.
2: Let's not do that. Do You know how hard it was for me to get that high?
3: I don't know, man. I think something was being squeezed. <laughs> it was okay. I, I, listen, I, I think that one. Were, we're <laughs> you leaning on that? Oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sitting on it. Wow, that's bullshit. Let's let's move on to. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> we're trying here, Johnny. We're, we're try, trying, Johnny. Let's lean on the topic. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm lost for words. <laughs> How do you recover from that? I don't know. I don't know. I need <laughs> oh, help.
2: Uh, oh, good Lord, have mercy. Well, let me put you this way. I should play some music or something. In, in today's world, there's there's a lot of fear out there, especially coming off this pandemic, this post pandemic thing. There's a whole lot of fear in the world today. So, a lot of people, they'll lean on drugs, they'll lean on alcohol. Us in this room will lean on Christ. So, no matter what you're doing, you're you're coming up with ways of coping. You're leaning on something to get you through. So, what is it that you're leaning on? You could unfairly be
0: leaning on your spouse. True. Ooh.
1: Wow. Oh, your kids. Too, well, you don't, don't skip your, over that spouse for stretchy, your happiness, man. Right you could
0: you Oof. could be putting the old elbow into the to the side of your spouse for that happiness. Oh. Yeah.
3: Well, you're you're coming out guns blazing
1: on though. He thing, is, man. man. He, well, you know, I, he I ramp think up. I graduated. Okay, now you got that, you got graduated me sta- from that school. You got me started oh, here, here we because go. now I'm getting ready to go here on a tangent about something that, here we here we go. Here, here we, go. we go. Because I've been talking a lot about this. And if you look at our culture today, that's one of the biggest issues we got. We got too many men out there leaning on women. That's it, yep. man. Checking and them listen, right into the boards. I'm not this ain't this ain't about disrespecting the ladies. I got nothing but respect and love for them because they're holding up a lot of weight, especially if you're a guy my size. That's a lot of that's a lot of poundage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my, my point is, on a serious note, is we got a lot of dudes out there leaning on mama. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're a guy out there and you're leaning on your wife in the way that you shouldn't be, shame on you. She should be leaning on you. Yep. That's the role of a man. And when we look at we look at the, the culture that we live in today and the pressures that are put on women, it's pathetic. Because men don't want to step up and men don't want to do what they've been called to do, which is leading the home. They don't want to be the leaders spiritually. They don't want to be the leaders financially. They don't want to be the leaders when it comes to disciplining their children or teaching their children. They don't want to be the leaders when it comes to managing the finances. They want to show up, put some money in account, and let the wife handle everything. And then they wonder why they're having the problems they're having. Mm. Well, here's another
2: problem, too, with the, with the, the current generation of men coming into leadership roles, they don't know what a leadership role is or looks like. Right. They haven't had a man in their life to tell them what a man is
3: supposed to do. They only have the the world telling them what they're not supposed to do. A man is only as good as the foundation that was set before him.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to piss some people off right now because it. here bottom we go. We wonder why we're in a situation we're in and we talk about the feminization of men. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that we got women filling male roles. Yep. And the issue is, is we got women teaching boys how to be men and they're doing it from a female perspective. And again, it's not the woman's fault. They don't have a choice. They don't right. they don't have a choice. And we got guys taking a back seat mm-hmm. that want to sit over there and lean on a bar stool or lean on their buddy's pickup truck or lean on a, on a you know, the softball field or whatever it may be, the, the job, lake. whatever, instead of being at home doing what they need to be doing with their families. And then we got a bunch of boys running around that have been feminized because we got men that checked out. Yep. And then we sit there and go, well, you know, I don't understand why these boys today, you know, they don't do this. They don't do that. Well, they ain't doing it because they ain't been taught. They right. haven't been shown how to
0: do it. And to take that a step further, Johnny, our society now feminizes the man and makes the man look like an idiot. Oh, Yeah. That's the woman with all the brains, and the man's the idiot. Well,
1: and the, the sad truth of that is, it's the man's fault. We let him do it. Yeah, we I, let him I do agree. it. But like you hear percent. guys, even from a from a from a religious standpoint, from you know being a Christian, you hear guys always constantly complaining about the feminization of the church. Mm-hmm. But then you look around, who's doing everything at the church? The women. The women. And then you wonder why it's feminized? Well, this place you come in here and it looks all feminized, looks pretty for women and this and that, don't look masculine. Well, where the hell are all the men at? Yeah. Where the hell are all the men at? You want to sit in the back pew. You want to sit in the background, throw a little money in a plate, and then show up every once in a while. And then you want to complain that it's not, mas- not masculine enough for you at church or, or, or in the world itself and you checked out? You're not leading it. Because we already know looking at some of the statistics that Mike sent over, some of the things that men are leaning on, Number one, alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you look at the statistics of alcohol, we've got guys out there that we got, a, we got a drinking problem. Yes. We got dudes that like to drink. We got guys that are out there that lean on uh, opiates, and drugs. You know, we got guys that lean on, and you were mentioning earlier, Joe, uh, Joe Bo, you talking about porn. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I'm telling you, what level of intimacy are you learning from that? Well, there's there is none. I mean, you're going into a relationship treating your wife like a pig, well, because it, you're watching porn, well, also, and then you wonder why you don't have intimacy in your well, marriage. That's, that's
3: the thing you're you're seeing you're seeing a two dimensional image of these uh, of pornography, and you're expecting your wife to be that person in that video, Bingo. and she's not going to ever be that person in that video because that's not really how it That's right. not really what sex is all about. No, I mean, I'm I'm saying I'm being real as I can be, and so. It's it's such a crutch for a lot of men because it's so easy to just... access. Exactly. It's instantaneous. Well, it's on your phone. It's on your device. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. It's I mean, a, it's, it's a quick, instant gratifying
1: thing. Well, yeah. that's the problem. We got guys out there that want to be have instant gratification. They don't want to put in any work.
3: Well, that's, it goes back to what you were talking about alcoholism because basically you're numbing your brain. With pornography, you're releasing a chemical in the brain Everything that we do is habitualized by a chemical-induced compound in the brain. Right. When you think about it, alcohol numbs, pornography releases dopamine. Stimulates. stimulates the brain. Mm-hmm. And, and everything that we're doing. So we're masking. I say all that to say this, we're masking the big problem. Yep. And we don't have the cojones to go in and actually address it. Well, statistically,
1: it's, they're saying that 11.5% of males in America have a drinking problem. That's over 10% of the males in this country have a problem with drinking. That's huge.
2: And my, huge. my question is... is,
1: And
3: 12% have a substance abuse problem. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. You wouldn't believe how many people I know in my world
1: ha- are totally addicted to opioids. And that's versus women. Women are only at 6.4%. Yeah. So you got men doubling. Yeah. So They're, the, they're numbing something. The majority of yeah. alcoholics and drug addicts are men.
3: That, why is wow. that?
1: But it goes back to what you said, John. Nobody's to blame but us, because we sit back and let it happen. Well, we lean we lean on these things for, like you said, instant gratification yeah. because we don't want to put in the work. You know, the perfect example we have is a situation now where they're talking about youth sports. It's at an all time decline. Well, the problem that it's the real reason is, and people want to put all these reasons and rhymes as to why it's happening. These kids don't want to be outside in the heat playing playing sports. That's yeah. the reality of it. When they can sit inside of a room, get instant gratification playing a video game or watching pornography. Oh, you know, I mean, but I'm just talking about <laughs> yeah, sports true.
0: in uh, a video game.
1: But, but but I'm saying like sports in general like I've watched my son when he was young get as just as excited about scoring a touchdown in Madden as he would if he was out actually doing it for real. Wow. You know, and and come in and, and spout off all kinds of stats and points, and I, I'm wrecking this team. And and, and I, it's not just my my son; I've seen it in other sons. And then when you talk to him about playing sports, man, it's hot outside. I don't want to go do that. I don't want to go work. I don't want to work out. I don't want to practice. Go out there and sweat. Took my Why? son to play basketball. He's like, yeah. Dad, I like basketball, but I don't like to practice. Well, you're never going to be any good, you know. Yeah. But it goes back to it. They don't. They don't want to put in the work. They want that gratification, like you're saying, yeah, Jobo. instant. They want that instant gratification, but they don't want to put in the work to get it. Yeah. And you know what? If you want, you know, if you want real, sustainable gratification in your life, it takes work. It It does. takes a lot of work. It takes a lot to put into it. And drugs and alcohol is not, or pornography or whatever it may be, the job, those things are not going to bring substance and to I, your life. Let me tell you, let me throw one out to you too. Money
3: is a drug. All on, on its own. Yeah. Big time. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys out there that, do have it and they do flaunt it and they don't give a dang who sees it. Right. And that is their drug. Yep. Because you know what? I get to drive the car. Status. You that's know, it, man. that's it, man. But it, it all comes down
2: to you're leaning on something. Like you said, whether it's money, whether it's pornography, whether it's alcohol, whether it's opioids, no matter what it is, you're leaning on something. You're putting your faith into something. And, and what is it that you're doing? Because as men, you know, in our last podcast, we talked about adapting and and being self aware of what we're doing. So this is one of the questions: is what are you leaning on? What are you hiding? What is your What is your faith in? Is it in the drugs?
1: Is it in the alcohol? What always amazes me, you know, I, and I'm just going to speak on this from a from a biblical standpoint because I'm I'm a I'm a believer and I'm a Christian. And how many people have always said that Christianity is a crutch? Yeah. And that you're weak. You you know you put all your faith and all your trust in this invisible God. That you know blah 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 blah. You know, and yet we live in a culture today where we put our faith in things like, porn, and alcohol, and our, drugs, our jobs, our jobs, uh, our wives, our wives, our children. I mean, and I'm seeing it right now at the age of 46. How many families right now are struggling? to keep marriages together because the kids are leaving and growing up. They're graduating from high school. They're going to college and you got husbands and wives. And I know of about three three families right now that are getting ready to fall apart because the kids are growing because it, because the the glue that kept them together, the the thing that they were leaning on, the thing that they put their faith in was the kids. They didn't even put it in each other. And now that that's gone, well, holy shit, what are you going to do now? You gotta, you gotta look at this person you've been avoiding for the last 18 years because you were able to wrap yourself up in your kids and in their school and in their sports and in their extracurricular activities. And now you're staring essentially at a stranger because you put nothing into that relationship. You think that statistically weighs heavier on the woman than it does the man? I think that women statistically now we've shown that are more apt to say they're getting tired of the bullshit. They're, yeah. they're, they're tired of men, not, of men being emotionally and um, intimately checked out. And that's why they, you know, one of the statistics we had a while back was that um, a lot more divorces today are being instituted by women because mm. they're getting tired of it. And that's number one. The number one wow. reason It was okay. the not number one but it was the top three and the top three reasons that they're just getting tired of it. They're getting tired of guys that are emotionally checked out, guys that just want to go to work, come home and just disappear, you know, because they figure, hey, what do I need them for? You know, if he's not going to be vested in me, not be vested in the kids, not be vested in the house, what money?
2: And money only goes so far, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can only buy so much. So true. But I've also noticed it too. um, So the people who have made it past the kids stage, the kids leaving and stuff, then they get to the retirement phase. And now it becomes a, oh my God, what are we going to do? We're going to be together all the time and the men are going what am I going to do I've you know my whole identity
1: everything I've leaned on was work right That's the problem right you you hit the nail in the head there Ray because if you are a male that's checked out and your substance and your value and your validity comes from your job mm-hmm. and now you're sitting here or your kids or whatever and now your kids are gone and the job's gone and now you're retired well and you ain't got you ain't got a plan or what you're going to do and you see it happen. A lot of these dudes, they don't have an idea what they're going to do when they retire. They think, I'll just stop working and play golf all day. You can only play golf so much, right? right. Sooner or later, you're going to bang into the wife in the kitchen. You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. ignore her every day either. And so, what do you do when you're facing that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now that, that that source of, you know, this is who I am. I, I You know, for me, I've been a service manager for 20 years. I'm a service manager. No, I'm, that's why I make a conscious effort to always say, that's what I do. It's not who I am. But there are dudes that that's all they are. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. And once that's gone, what do, what do you got? And that's it. And if you're not putting any time
2: or any effort into home life, whether you've got kids or not, what
1: are you going to do? What is what is it that you're going to lean on at that point? Because the one thing, the thing that you're leaning on, that crutch that's been holding you up, will be the same one that's going to take you down. Exactly. You kick it out from underneath you, and that's it. That's, why, mean,
2: that's exactly. why we have faith in Christ. You you can't kick Christ out from underneath you. He's done. He's dead and back. If you want to call Christianity
1: a crutch, I'll take it. I'll lean on that all day long. Yeah. Before I lean on the stuff we just talked about. Exactly. You know, people can say what they want, but you know, you know, when you look at just our faith in general for us, it says that you know, for a a man to love his wife as Christ loved the church, and for a woman to respect her husband. Well, if the two are doing that, guess what? Both persons' needs are being met. And that relationship is going to flourish and it's going to grow. When you're not doing that and you're focused on me, 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 or the kids, 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 or the job, 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 job. Or even if you are a guy that everything's about the wife, 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 you know, it, it, you have to have that balance.
3: You know, while you were talking, John, I, I just, I've been quiet because I've actually been processing something that's been happening in my own life. And I feel I do need to talk about it here while we're in this subject matter. My father just retired in November. Now, my father, his identity was, I am a coal mine inspector. I am a mine inspector and I work for the Department of Labor. He did that for 30 plus years of his life. And he, he, took, he took a lot of pride when he went to work every day. And that was his, I mean, his, he would just come home and tell stories, funny stories about everybody in his office and jokes and stuff that's going around. Now He's retired. And that identity is now taken away. And every time I call him, I talk to, I I, I call my mother um, about once or twice a week just to check in and see how she's doing. And I was like, well, what's dad doing? He's over on the couch on Twitter. Um, Well, has he done anything today? No, not really. He just sits, watches TV, and that's about all. Well, does he take you anywhere? No, not really. And I'm just sitting here, you know, it's a dude, you hit the nail on the head because it's, it's, I'm seeing that whole situation play out in my parents right now. Their identity was in me for a while mm-hmm. until I left the nest. Right. We, we talked about that in the last podcast. So my father's identity was in his job. My mom's identity was I'm the homemaker. I stay right. at home and I, I take care of everything. So now their, you know, their relationships in some way kind of strained because they're having to figure out the next chapter of their life. And they still haven't gotten, they don't, they don't even know what the formula is. Well, look at it from
1: this standpoint. I mean, and that's the other part I think that we don't think about as men is that, you know, your mom's been a homemaker, right? Well, now your dad's invading her workspace. Yeah. Uh, Really? I mean, you you don't think about that. I mean, this is where she's kind of navigated her life. Yeah. And she probably has a set routine and she does certain things. And now all of a sudden there's another person there interrupting that the set, flow, that flow, but, and that that creates problems and friction too. You know, and,
3: and I say all this with all respect to oh, my parents. I'm honoring my mom and dad, but oh, I'm yeah. just saying I, I want to tell them and and encourage them, Dad. Why don't you go to like Bach Tower Gardens or take mom to the beach? And I try to encourage them that way, but they just can't get out of the freaking house. Oh, yeah. They well, just stay there. Well, my my
2: parents are doing the same thing. Oh, they're gosh. doing the exact same thing, and they're they're. It, my dad's been. in, I think it's been two years now, maybe three years, and he's just now starting to find. They're both of them are starting to find that
3: new rhythm, right? That you know the new roles. Well, this is pretty new for them. Dad yeah. just retired in November. Yeah, it it it. So it, it could take a little while. It, it, just and it's just I hate seeing him just wasting away on the couch. He doesn't get out. He doesn't exercise. He doesn't do anything. He's moping around the house. He doesn't want to take mom out to to do things and you know, as, as their son, I'm looking back like, man, you know, if I live close, I would come and take mom and, and take her out to the new things. But I, that's not my responsibility. My well, responsibility was, is my wife. That's you know, right. And first the other, and foremost.
1: the other part of it too is, is, you know, forget about retirement. I mean, like you take where Candy and I are right now in our marriage with our two kids, you know, we're finally having a last one graduate from high school. And, you know, that's a chapter that of a book that's being closed, and we're opening this new chapter. And what happens is, is, you know, you start to ask some some questions like, you know, where do her and I fit into this thing? You know, like, what are we going to do together? You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that that's, that's where the problem comes in in a lot of relationships. And and we're kind of at that place. Like, we're really good at defining the things that we that we do apart. Right. You know, that's your thing. This is my thing. This is the kid's thing. This is the house thing. What's our thing? Oh, yeah. You know, and that reality starts staring you in the face and and it's work. You've got to start thinking. And we talk about it a lot. You know, it's like, you know, where would we find that common ground in our relationship to say, you know, we've been leaning on all these other things in our life. Mm -hmm. And now this is a time we need to lean on each other, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, that's who it is. That's who it is. That's That's who's looking at, looking back at you. you You know, I,
3: I, I, I will say this much. I take a lot of pride in the fact that I do lean on my wife a lot. Because my wife is not only my my lover, my caregiver, my my bride to be, but she's also my best friend, mm-hmm. and we do everything together. And I don't feel that there's anything wrong in that particular scenario. Well, you're
1: not, lean, well, I'm no, not no, leaning, I'm leaning on,
3: on her. I'm to, not leaning on her for some kind of self. Yeah, yeah, know yeah. No, you know what I'm saying. You know. Uh, our agenda. You're you know leaning saying? on
1: each other, just like the word tells us. You know, correct. You're loving her as Christ loved the church, and she's yeah. respecting you the way that she's supposed to respect you as husband. I
0: think when you're holding them responsible for your happiness is when Ooh. it's that's the leaning we're yeah. talking about, yeah. leaning that we're talking. That's about. exactly when, when you're codependent on them. For your happiness, that's the unfair. That is unfair. That's the unfair lean. Yeah. Dude, you, you said that
3: then. so good. I'm so glad you said that and spoke up. But yeah, codependency is is not a very healthy well, yeah. thing at well, all. Like, like the people who lean on the alcohol. They lean on the alcohol to make them happy. They
2: lean on the porn to make them happy. Codependent. Yeah, if you're leaning on your spouse to make you happy, that's the leaning we're talking about. Yeah. Not leaning on each other you know, to get through the day, to get the kids to school, to get to work, to make things happen, to keep the, the, the family functioning. Yeah. It's that codependent type leaning that we're talking about.
1: But if you're going to be honest, you got to be very careful because if you're too fixated on not being codependent on each other, you can justify not being dependent on each other at all. Right. And then you're in a situation where you're, you're saying, okay, well, I don't, I don't lean on my wife to make me happy. She don't lean on me to make her happy. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, there should be some happiness that comes from the two of us together. And if you're not careful as a couple you can redefine in your relationship in a very negative way by making sure you're not codependent and, and pulling away and finding happiness in other areas of your life to compensate for that. We do need some, some, some amounts of joy that we receive from our significant other that brings value to our life, right? Mm-hmm. We just don't want to be. Solely dependent upon them to bring us all our value and all of our joy. Right. So it's a balance. And what's happened is you can see in the flip side of the coin, because again, you know, I'm being transparent here. That's kind of where Candy and I are at because we haven't been codependent on each other to make each other happy, but you can also lose each other in that process. Oh, yeah. And if you're not intentional about that and you're not constantly looking at ways to bring yourself back together, that's how when people wake up one day, they're strangers. Right.
2: You know? And what I always tell Sarah, what Sarah and I do is I always tell her that I want to make sure that I know if something ever happened to me, you can continue on. You're not going to just completely fall apart because I was your absolute everything and you leaned on me for absolutely everything. And I want her to be the same, to know the same thing about me that if something happened to her, that I could continue on. Not that I want to or not that I want her to, but if something ever did happen, I know that she can continue on. So that's how we kind of find that balance is that, okay, you're at a point where I know that if something ever happened, we can continue on. But I still, we still grow within each other. We still help each other out. But knowing that point of balance, I guess you would say... Well,
1: because there are there are always going to be levels of codependency in a relationship. And I'll give you an example of something. For instance, if, if, uh, you know, if you're the breadwinner, your spouse is going to be dependent upon you to provide resources to the family, right? Th- that's codependency. You can say whatever you want, but it, it, that's, a, that's a source of that, right? If, if mm-hmm. for, for guys like us where our wives don't work and they're at home, they re- they depend on us for, for the resources that come in to be able to provide a certain lifestyle, you know, and we, on the other flip side of the coin, we have a codependency on them to make sure that they are taking care of the household while right. we're at work. You're saying, you know what I'm saying? So you don't come home and worry about, do I got to do the dishes? Do I got to make sure the laundry's done? You know, not that, and I'm not creating roles here by yeah. any means, but I'm just saying, if you, if you walk this thing out and think it out, there are certain levels of codependency in relationships that are healthy because you're depending on each other to fill right. those, those roles for one another. And I think what, what we're saying today is, is that you got to be careful in all those areas. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for instance, for me, if, if I depend solely on my wife to take care of the house and pay all the bills, what's going to happen if something happens to my wife? How, do I know who to call or how the bills are being paid? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if my wife's totally focused on me taking care of all the finances, the financial aspect of our life, and we, we don't communicate, she just says, oh, I don't want to deal with it. You deal with that. Something happens to me. Well, she doesn't know, know. you know what I'm saying? So there are certain levels of codependency in relationships, but I think there's certain levels of healthy codependency in a relationship because you're leaning on each other and depending on each other to take care of certain aspects of the life. Now, I think what we're talking about here is, so we understand that it's about the joy that you have in your life. Like she's the only source of my joy. Well, no, I have to have love and, and, and joy in me as a person first. Right before I can ever experience that from somebody else. Because right. if you don't love yourself, it don't matter how much somebody else loves you. Yeah.
2: You that know? is absolute truth. And I think a lot of this this whole leaning on and codependency and stuff, and we keep bringing it up, but I think it really plays a huge part in a man's life is fear. Because fear can be paralyzing. And if you're not, if if you don't have faith in something, then fear is going to lock you up. You know, there's a lot of people during this pandemic, during COVID and all that. They were absolutely terrified. Well, there's still people
1: out there terrified.
2: Yeah. They're still out
1: there terrified. I mean, it's just, you know, and to to each their own. You know I mean? I'm not here to tell people what they should and shouldn't be afraid of. Right. Um, I don't want somebody telling me that either. You know, that's just kind of how the way I roll. So the other part of it, though, for the young dudes out there, too many of you guys out there right now are leaning on your parents. Yeah. Oh, true. I mean, you got to quit. Mic drop. You you need to quit leaning on mommy and daddy. Yep. You know, you got your hand out and you won't even shut your mouth. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. It's like you see these guys out there. They got their hand out and they got no respect for their parents. You know, hey, give me this. Give me that. You owe me this. I deserve this This Is self-entitlement. Man, let me tell you something. If you're over 18 years old and you got your hand out, you need to get up off your ass and get a job. I'm just going to tell you that much right now. You got to make your own way quit depending on mommy and daddy and leaning on them to take care of you and your problems. And we got too many and statistics show it. You know, there are far more, um, 20 something year old boys living at home with their parents than there are girls. Yep. And what's sad, if you look at it, a lot of these girls out there go getters, they go get jobs to make money. And these dudes, they just want to sit in their ass and and lean on everybody else to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And, and then we wonder why we're in the situation we're in. But we talked about it earlier in starting this podcast. When you spoon feed these boys and you baby them and you cut their steak and mommy, here comes the airplane. Open them up. There you go. You know? <laughs> chew it up. Make sure you chew 10 times before you swallow, sweetie. And the kid's twenty-five years old. You know you got problems and you're the problem. You know? That's what uh, I was gonna hey, say. Hey, as a parent, I'm gonna be transparent. I have realized there have been times in my life with my kids, I have been the problem. Because I've been over-cautious, I've overcoddled them, I've babied them, I've spoiled them, or whatever. And then what happens is, is they become solely dependent on you, and then you wonder why they can't do their own shit. Yep. You got to look in the mirror and be honest about it. It's your fault. My fault. And there comes a time when you got to step up and say enough's enough. So if you're a father out there listening to this podcast right now, and you got a 20-something-year-old at the house, laid up on the couch playing video games, eating Cheetos, <laughs> and uh, sucking down Mountain Dew and telling you what he is and isn't going to do, Take a good walk into the bathroom. Look at the mirror and yell at yourself mm-hmm. because you're putting up with it. You're putting up with it. And, and I'm, not, I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings. Preach. But at the end of the day, you know, and I've seen it even with my own son where I, where I realized I coddled him too much and babied him too much. And Then I get pissed off because he won't step up. Well, whose fault is it? It's, it's my fault. It's and as a man, I got to own that. But you know what? I can't live in it and dwell on it and marinate in it and say, well, I did this and I didn't do that and it's my fault. So I guess he can be a turd for the rest of his life. No, you got to step in and say, look, dad made some mistakes, but those, those days in the past, we working on the present, son, and we got to get moving in the direction to help you out. So I guess at the end of the day, what we need to ask ourselves is real simple, man. What are you leaning on? Are you leaning on your wife? And when I say leaning on her, I'm saying, are you putting everything on her? How about your kids? Are you leaning on them for your happiness? Are you leaning on them to bring joy to your life, to bring meaning and purpose to your life? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're leaning on your kids in that way, you're putting an immense amount of undue and unfair pressure on them to make you happy. And another thing you got to ask yourself, is what you're leaning on strong enough to hold you up? See, for us, we're leaning on Jesus. Now, some of you out there, you're leaning on this lie that the world wants to tell you. It's about the money. It's about the women. It's about the possessions. It's about the job. And I just got one question for you. How's that working for you? We are meant to be a pillar of strength in our homes, in our community, men. We are meant to be the ones to be leaned on, not the opposite, not the not the other way around when we're leaning on everybody else. If you're a 20-something-year-old man and you're listening to this podcast, you better be working. You better be working towards taking care of yourself. Quit leaning on your mom and your dad. And you guys out there to listen to this, if you got a single mom out there helping you and you are leaning on her in a negative way, shame on you. It's time to get up, it's time to stand up, and it's time to man up. Pull up your little boy pants and become a big boy. Because you're putting an undue amount of pressure and stress on a woman that has given you everything. She's given you life. And don't you ever forget that. You should be telling her, Mama, don't you worry about it. You can lean on me. Guys, (laughs) we have a gift. Not just a responsibility, not just an obligation, but we have a gift. A gift from God himself. The gift to be able to make a difference in the lives of our wives and our children and the people that he puts us in front of. But we can't do that leaning on trash. And you may be listening to this right now. Maybe you're hanging on to a bottle. Maybe you're popping pills or doing drugs or maybe porn is your thing or maybe, I don't know, maybe the money, the job, and you're feeling like you're coming up empty. Well, I got news for you not going to change. That's not going to change until you change what you're leaning on. When you reevaluate your situation and start leaning on some things with some substance, start leaning on the truth. Because when you do that, my friends, well, that's what revenue meets the road.